the Dynamite Podcast. My name is Joe Rivant, and each and every week we'll be here talking about the week ahead, the week that was, and much, much more. November is here, the holidays are looming, and the weather has turned crisp here on the East Coast. Of course, all of this has nothing to do with this week's Dynamite Books, but it's as good of an opening as you're going to get on with the show. A quick heads up for all our Lone Ranger fans and completists that Comic Collector Live will be debuting a special exclusive Cassidy alternate cover to issue number 10 of the Lone Ranger at the Wizard World Texas show in just a few short weeks. You can check out all the details over at www.comiccollectorlive.com. For this and other news, uh, as always, please be sure to head on over to the Dynamite message boards where you can uh, find out about our books and let us know what you think of our titles and interact with other Dynamite fans. That's at dynamiteentertainment.com slash boards. In stores this week... November 7th, 2007. First up, we have our collaboration with Wildstorm, and we have the Freddy vs. Ash vs. Jason number 1. Written by James Kohorik, art by Jason Craig, and three covers by J. Scott Campbell. Don't miss the first two issues of a blood-soaked six-part miniseries drawing together three of horror's greatest characters. In the bloody wake of the hit movie Freddy vs. Jason, Freddy Krueger finds himself clinging to the last shred of fear that allows him to exist inside the demented mind of Jason Voorhees. Unwillingly bonded together, the murderous pair must seek out the Necronomicon, the only solution to their mutual torment. Nothing can stop this unholy alliance except the wisecracking, chainsaw-wielding ash aimed at destroying the Book of the Dead once and for all. This, of course, is the comic book adaptation of the unproduced film, the film you're never going to see, most likely, uh, this is the only way you're going to see it. Great work all around. Art looks great. Story, of course, is by our AOD guy, James Cahork. Good stuff. Three covers by J. Scott Campbell. One Freddy, one Ash, one Jason. Put them all together. You got one shot. Beautiful stuff. Go check it out. Also this week, New Battlestar Galactica Season 0, number 3, by Jerwa and Herbert. Issue number 3 features a series of terrorist attacks that have taken place across the colonies, and the Galactica is in charge of the investigation. During the action, we see the Galactica debuts of Sharon and Duala as they come aboard the Battlestar. Featuring four stunning covers, one by Stepan Zedic, one by Adriano Batista, one by Steven Segovia, and a Battlestar Galactica photo cover. Also this week, Highlander number 12, the first year of Highlander's all-new comic book series, concludes here with a bang. It's all been leading up to this moment as series writer Brandon Jerwak concludes his most explosive Highlander story yet, and Duncan McLeod wrestles with the fate of the entire world and that of his cousin Connor's very existence. Featuring four stunning covers from such diverse talents as Michael Avonomi, Fabio Laguna, Jean Diaz, and Alicia Rodriguez, as well as interior art by Carlos Rafael and colors by Carlos Lopez. This, of course, wraps up the Highlander series, but we do have a special mini-series, which I just took a look at the art for, finalizing issue number one of that. That's called Way of the Sword. That also features interior art by Rafael and Lopez, as well as the writing of uh, Fathom writer J.T. Krull. Good stuff. Check it out. Coming soon. Also this week, Terminator 2, Infinity No. 4 by Furman, Rayner, and InLight Studio. As our first Terminator 2 comic book event comes racing towards its conclusion, John and his newfound army continue to attack Skynet under the guidance of Uncle Bob, a T-800 loyal to John and his human companions. But what will they do when Uncle Bob faces the T-Infinity in a battle in which only one of the deadly killing machines is able to walk away in one piece? Of course, brought to you by all things the writer, uh, first and last name of all things robotic, writer Simon Furman, along with artist Nigel Rayner and cover artist Rayner, Stepan Sedgwick, and Pat Lee. Issue number five 
Coming soon wraps this series up. Then we go into uh, T2 PKJ, four-issue crossover across both of those titles. And then uh, we have another special Terminator event, which I'll talk about soon. It's a crossover, and it is going to be very cool. Simon Furman will be back for that. Nigel will be back for that. And uh, we'll talk about more on that later. Let's see, in stores November 14th, it is a Dynamite Skip Week. You can go ahead and buy a Dynamite trade instead. Actually, some trades you should be on the lookout for. New printings of Ashes to Ashes, new printings of uh, Shop to You Drop, uh, new printing of The Adventures of Red Sonja Volume 1, featuring the classic Marvel reprints, as well as Adventures of Red Sonja Volume 2 and 3, again featuring the classic Marvel reprints, fully remastered. Go check those out. Good time to buy those, of course, the Dynamite Skip Week. Uh, the next week, in stores November 21st, 2007, we'll be shipping the Lone Ranger number 10, the Boys number 12, Red Sonja 27, and Witchblade Shades of Grey number 4. Coming soon, uh, Jungle Girl number 3, Army of Darkness from the Ashes number 4, Terminator 2, Infinity number 5, Battlestar Galactica Orange, Origins number 1, and much, much more. All right, we have a letter, and as always, if you'd like to write to us, uh, please send all letters to letters at dynamiteentertainment.com and do mark them okay to print. We try to get to one in our emailer, we get to them in our books, and we get to them in the podcast here. So first up, only up, we have uh, Mark Lord who writes the following. I feel compared to share the following story with you. My father and I are both dedicated fans of your The Lone Ranger series. Since release, I've faithfully purchased two copies of each issue, one for my father and one for myself. The storyline is well written and the artwork is great. One might be prompted to ask, why do I share this seemingly common scenario with you? Well, my father grew up in an era and rural community where The Lone Ranger reigned supreme. Dad tells stories of listening to Lone Ranger episodes on the radio, reading Lone Ranger comic books, and engaging in a Lone Ranger play uh, with other Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Needless to say, the Lone Ranger was present in many ways during my father's childhood. Earlier this year, just prior to turning 66 years, my father was diagnosed with inoperable cancer. He continues to fight this terrible disease, and when asked, he outlines a strategy as follows. I'll fight this until either I defeat it or I can't fight anymore. Despite this extremely difficult time, my father continues to look forward to each issue of the Lone Ranger. I talked to my father earlier today, and he's already read issue number nine. I want you to know that your work is important. The Lone Ranger is far more than simply a comic book character. For my father, it connects him to an earlier, more carefree time in his life. For me, the Lone Ranger provides the opportunity to share something extraordinary with my dad. The Lone Ranger was clearly a childhood hero to my father. Throughout my entire 42, almost 43 years, dad has been my hero. His moral compass, quiet strength, and total devotion to family remains inspirational. I love you, dad. This one hit us like a sack of hammers, and we certainly wish Mark and his father the best and hope you'll do the same out there who are listening. We shared this letter with the Ranger creative team and have a few things planned for Mark and his dad. Stay tuned on that one. It's letters like this, though, that make books like the Ranger so rewarding to work on and publish. All right, a little dynamite in the news. Kind of a hard segue out of that letter, but uh, we'll go right back into it. Uh, only one piece out there. Again, if we're missing anything, you see a review on your favorite site or you've written a review, please send it on over to us at letters at dynamiteentertainment.com. Uh, this one's a special one because it comes from the Savage Critic, uh, and as the name implies, uh, they generally take a pessimistic view towards most of the funny books out there. Um, and in general, have not been too kind to us in the past, although we have hit some bright spots here and there. But uh, they took a look at the Pegasus one-shot and said, quote, Overall, it's good work, and a good tease for the upcoming Battlestar Galactica Origins series by the same creative team. 
Now, why the world needs a Season 0 and an Origin series, that's another question, but still, this is nice enough way to get ready for the Razor TV movie, end quote. And of course, they had to slip that last line in there after giving us a good review, and of course, the good review um, is, uh, I think, third from top in terms of their rating system. They have quite a unique rating system. But overall, we'll take it. We're happy that they took a look at it, and then simply, the reason why you need a Season 0 and an Origin series is because we have different stories to tell, and there's a rich universe out there in Battlestar Galactica, and we're working on filling in all the details we can through the comic books. Now, this time in the podcast, I would normally talk about TV stuff, which I've been doing for the last couple of weeks, but in lieu of the strike, I'm going to skip the TV talk this week, except to say that I caught a screening of Battlestar Galactica Razor and overall liked it a lot. BSG fans will certainly dig it, and aside from some heavy-handed plot hammering, it's a great addition to the BSG mythos. I also watched all the Razor flashbacks in a row and enjoyed those for what they were. Though again, in both the flashbacks and the Razor movie, the OS Cylons looked a bit weak compared to their original 70s counterparts. And before we go, let's do a Dynamite Tease of the Week. And just this morning, Tuesday morning as I record this, the first seven pages for Avengers Invaders came in. And oh my god, do they look great. The art, of course, is by Steven Sadowski under the art direction of Alex Ross from a script by Ross and Jim Kruger. Uh, pages are rolling. Book is going to be solicited, I think, for March or for April. You'll find it in the Marvel previews. I'll give you some exact dates as I have them. Uh, fantastic stuff. Also this week, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but news will be out soon, we have our artist for Zorro. And I won't tease you with his name, though I will most likely butcher it. He's Francesco Francavia, and he will be drawing Zorro. Eight issues, Matt Wagner, fantastic stuff. Covers by Wagner, covers by Mike Mayhew. Uh, special variant cover on issue number one by John Cassidy. Great stuff. Look for Zorro in the February previews. And that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Email us and tell us what you think. We can be reached online at dynamiteentertainment.com, and I can be reached at submissions at dynamiteentertainment.com or letters at dynamiteentertainment.com. To find a comic shop near you, visit csls.diamondcomics.com or call 1-888-COMIC-BOOK.